is Chris. And this is Andrew, and welcome back to the second one-shot in this batch for video games cover to cover. And just like we promised last week, this week we're doing something completely different, specifically Burnout Paradise Remastered. Well, I don't know if that was really a promise. No, well, we said that's what we were going to do. Well, so you're right. I don't think we promised doing something completely different, but we did promise on playing Burnout Paradise. And I will say, my mood over the week significantly improved, considering I was able to play Burnout Paradise. As To be fair, everyone's mood improves when they play Burnout Paradise, because that game is fantastic. I absolutely love that game, and it's something that... Burnout Paradise is a game that you kind of turned me on to when we were still in high school. I think it was the first experience I ever had with a Burnout game because even then I was kind of like, ah, I don't really know about racing games. It's basically just the same old thing over and over and over. And you were like, no, 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 you don't understand. This is like different. I'm like, I don't understand how it could possibly be different. It's a car. You go fast. Other people are going fast. And then you play Burnout, and it has these special modes where you go into basically crash mode, and you try to make the absolute most ridiculous crashes of cars than you could ever do. And I, there's one level that I still remember. can't remember what Burnout it's from. Pretty sure it was on the PlayStation 2. I think all of them were up until Paradise was like that was the first one because it was uh, at 360 and PS3, I think. But it was there was one level where you were basically trying to get over a million points or something. And there was very clearly a side that you could go down that would do a decent amount of damage. But I remember if you turn off and you go up a little bit, there's basically like this secret treasure trove of like 25 buses that all do like a ton of, you you get a ton of points for them. And at least in Paradise, buses were a huge deal because they increased your multiplier. Yes. There are times in Burnout Paradise that I was racing against other people and then I would go into Showdown specifically because I just passed like three buses or three buses are about to pass me. And I'm like, I absolutely cannot lose this opportunity. A three times multiplier right off the bat. You can't beat it. No. So I, there were times where I was in the middle of a race and I would just be like, cause you, you can hit the right button and left button at the same time and go into showtime mode, which showtime mode is, The thing about Burnout Paradise, which was different from the other Burnout games, is the premise and everything was the same, but it was a giant open world and you can basically do anything whenever you want it, which was unfortunate because the one thing that I loved about the other Burnout games was try to find the best route to get the most amount of points from a crash, which is in that one level, it was finding that secret area where the 25 buses were at, and then you get like a absolutely absurd amount of points, and then you just do that over and over and over until you get the most optimal result. Whereas in, you kind of lose that in Burnout Paradise, which honestly was a little disappointing for me because that was one of my favorite parts. But in Burnout Paradise, it's just this 
You can do Showtime mode on any road wherever you want. Showtime mode is basically just crash mode. You are on a road. It's cool because every road in Burnout Paradise has a time trial and a Showtime trial that you can do. And And if you beat both of them, you like get your name up there and like it turns gold. Like you own that road because you are so good. So the big thing about Burnout Paradise, at least for me, that was the first game I had ever played in the racing genre that did this big wide open world thing. And you're right, like that, to me, that was such a game changer because to this day, I absolutely love that style over, I guess, what you would consider the traditional racing style. Like, I can never really get into your Gran Turismos or whatever. I loved, well, maybe maybe it wasn't the first. It might have been. No, uh, see, I, I, I think that's that's untrue. What Was it? No, you're right. No, that wasn't. See, that was another one of our friends from high school. Me and him played Gran Turismo. I think it was Gran Turismo 5. It was the first one where you had like 24-hour races. Mm -hmm. And we would... I remember one day before we had to go to school, he had stayed the night for whatever reason. I think he had lived farther away at the time because of just circumstances. And... Before we got up for school one day, we we set up a 24-hour race, but you could set it up so that way you would tell, basically, it was an early form of automation because you could tell exactly like, I want, if my tires are about to go bad, pit stop, change my tires, then go out. If my fuel gets to this level, go to the pit stop and go ahead and change the tires at the same time to save on pit stops. And it's like, set this 24-hour race and yeah, by the we, time we got out of school, it would be done. And we absolutely loved doing that. I loved it. I do remember, yeah, the Gran Turismo's had like what they called A mode and B mode, I think it was. And yeah, one of them was like this AI thing. And then the other one you actually drove. Only certain races could do AI, though. It was only certain ones that could do it. The, the thing that was nice about Gran Turismo is it was so... The options for customization of your cars and such was so intricate. It allowed me to do my ridiculous, what is the most optimal way you could possibly set this engine up? So this is in, I guess, for us, the early days before the internet was like huge. You couldn't just go online and be like, okay, this is the optimal strat or whatever. People were kind of talking about it in forums and whatnot, but you didn't. It wasn't just nearly the level wasn't it was like now. huge yeah. where you could just go, okay, now this is a detailed strategy that some individual has just spent like 24 hours as soon as the game came out and is like, this is the optimal way to do absolutely everything sort of deal. You, yeah. you didn't really have that the second a game came out. So you just, it was kind of a lot of trial and error. And then people are like, well, th- I found this and it's doing this good. It was a lot of collaboration. And and so it was just, it kind of allowed me to really get into the nuts and bolts <laughs> of of the game. Well, I mean, that was always supposed to be the big appeal of Gran Turismo, right? That it was the, basically like the car lovers series where they would let you go into this like really obsessive level of detail. I mean, I remember having the original back in the day that I played a fair bit, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I didn't have any problems with it, but like, I remember you could spend money and just take it through the car wash and stuff. Like it was just a game for people who just really love cars. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. And I'm not that person. I don't dislike cars or anything, but like I've, I just never have had the that level of attachment to them. For me, a car has always just kind of been, it's a thing that gets me from A to B. And, you know, if it looks nice, cool. But well, you don't really like driving in general. Right. You're right. I don't. The other thing of it is, is racing games kind of fall under the same category as sports games for me, which is I generally am not a huge, every once in a while, I will get the urge to play like a serious sports game. But it's pretty few and far between, and much more likely I'm going to get the urge to play SSX or NFL Blitz or Burnout Paradise. The sports games that I have always enjoyed, the ones that really stick with me, are the ones that are really, really over-the-top and elaborate. That is my bread and butter if I'm going to play a sports game. Well, I mean, that's the thing. For for You like the games that it you don't like the realism of of a game at least of specific sport sports yeah i was was gonna say i definitely can enjoy realism in some games but yeah my my yeah we just played a game where yeah a pathologic is (laughs) my reaction when it comes to sports specifically yeah is like if i wanted to just do the real thing i could just watch it you know what i mean like i'd work right out and play it i guess but i am almost never going to want to actually play it because I'm a big nerd, not a sports guy. And hey, well, come on now. I, but, I'm a bit. I'm a giant nerd, and I played soccer when I was high school. I mean, to so be fair, I played. Stop trying to typecast everybody, Andrew. I I played sports for. I played soccer and I played baseball for a while, but then I haven't done that in ages. You had okay. That must have been middle school because you were not on the soccer team when I was. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it would have been middle school. You're right. Yes, because I didn't do. I, I dropped out in high school because I didn't want to have to deal with conditioning because I was lazy. There wasn't even there wasn't conditioning in in soccer. I thought there was. Oh well, that was only track. Track because that's like track is like what I mean minus football, but track is like what the serious fitness people did. That like doing long jumps and that's like except for the people like myself who did shot put discus. Track was like the hardcore like athletes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, track has always kind of been that sort of thing since it's a place for a specific individual to really dominate. Now that, I, that may be, I mean, there may be conditioning stuff for, for soccer now. Cause as I understand it, our soccer team is way better than it used to be. But we, when I was going through high school, we actually had to fight to keep our football. Wow. Yeah. We like it constantly, we were basically every single year they had to make the argument to continue the program when specifically it's because all the football people were like, you need to stop tearing up our field. And we're just like, um, maybe if you are actually doing something of value on the field, it would matter. Also, I'm so sorry that we kick slide and actually, you know, basically fight on the field. Unlike you, who just goes and bashes for every five seconds and takes a break. I don't like American football. Yeah, that's pretty uh, at obvious. All because I think it's pointless and basically just a waste of athletic talent. Personally, <laughs> I, I really can't stand it at all. This will be the episode that we lose all of the fans we've developed. To, okay, I really don't think football Americano individuals are listening to this. I mean, maybe they are. Maybe the... What, Witcher football people are are coming out. The thing hey. is, I personally don't really like 
men's soccer either, mostly because men's soccer. I mean, I don't want to sit here and, and, and split hairs about different sports that we like and dislike, but I just, when we were playing... We're going to spend the next 30 minutes doing that after we said that. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I, I just, I've never really liked football in general. I've just never saw the appeal about it. Like my mom is sitting there screaming about whatever team she was rooting for. And I'm just like, I, I, I don't get it. I really don't understand you know, I get that you want to win, but then she's like, we're doing this. We're doing that. I'm like, you're not on the team. You didn't do anything. Yeah. But and I then mean, it's just people... like, well, you just don't get it. And I'm like, you're right. I don't get it. It doesn't, I don't understand why this is so, I get the Olympics because, and I really enjoy the Olympics and I always try to watch them when, when the, when there's an Olympic event going on, because the Olympics is like the pinnacle of human athleticism. And these are people who have trained their entire lives to be able to do X thing. I mean, to be fair, most professional sports people, that is pretty much, that is pretty much their life, too. Yeah, so I'm not, not saying dismiss. they aren't, but I'm saying, I'm saying the Olympics is like the pinnacle of... Oh, don't like, get me wrong. This is, I, what, this is what all the planet... That's why the Olympics were even a thing, because the entire planet was like, look at how great our people are. Oh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't disagree. I think the Olympics are by far the most interesting sports events around. And then around. you have America, who who says that the, the Super Bowl champion is like the world. They're the best football team in the world. It's like, that's because no one else in the world plays football. You don't get to claim that the entire world, they're the best in the world when nobody else plays it because they're playing football. I mean, I guess they do get to claim that. It's just like kind of a silly metric. But yeah, no. I, well, nobody else can beat us because they don't can, exist. Can you tell but, we're not sports people? <laughs> I, I, I enjoy some sports things, but like, I, I much would rather... I like hockey. Hockey is my hockey is jam. I actually, hockey is my jam. I love I, hockey. I actually really like baseball, too. I, I, I understand the appeal of baseball. It's personally not for me. Although, I'll go to a game because a lot of t nowadays they're incredibly cheap and it's something kind of fun to do, but especially when they have Dime a Dog Night, you know? <laughs> oh, I, I brought five bucks for Dime a Dog Night. This is going to be great. <laughs> 500 hot dogs, please. I just got a little sick to my stomach imagining that. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> what, regardless... If I'm going to do actual realistic sports or engage myself in that ecosystem, I would rather just watch a game. I would rather just buy a 10-year-old Madden game and play that for the $1 it costs at GameStop and get my fill of sports game for the year. Because that's what I do. The ones that actually give me staying power are the ones that are like over the top or in some way interesting, like Blood Bowl. I loved the Blood Bowl game, both of them. Or SSX. Or, I mean, we both had such a love affair with the SSX games where we played them to death. None of this has anything to do with Burnout Paradise. No, but, but that's because we got <laughs> off on a tangent about football and how much you don't like it. I... But, so Burnout really appealed to me because it's that same over-the-top ridiculousness that I like in my sports games. What I like about the remastered version is it has all the DLC. That is nice, yes, because I never had any of that when I played the first time. I did, 
because there was an option to drive a DeLorean. So I Which is awesome. immediately bought the legendary cars pack. And you know, you you get the You get the Ecto one and you the get Ecto, yeah. the Knight Rider car and you get the the General Lee. Yeah. And the DeLorean. I couldn't remember what it was called. I was just gonna say Confederate car. Yeah, the General Lee. And I mean those are all cool or whatever. No uh but- cool or whatever? What are you talking about? The DeLorean is amazing. I, it has well, a hover mode. I was literally in the and process it's of saying so fast. Except for the DeLorean. It's so difficult. And no no no, Night Rider is also amazing. When you when you hit that boost and the Night Rider goes and it's going back and forth. You know Night Rider was one of it wasn't Night Rider. There was another show that was like Night Rider that was also a car. But that car would like transform into some super amazing, like fastest car on the planet. That, like somehow the car would transform. And I remember loving that show. Sure. And basically every single show obviously turned into, well, this car needs to transform the one time an episode in order to drive super quick, in order to beat the whatever, blah, blah, blah are, thing. Are, are you talking about Speed Racer? No. I'm like, <laughs> what? Because the, the Mach 5 had all those buttons for functions and stuff. No, man, I'm talking about a realistic show, like a real show, not not realistic in the sense that we had transforming cars. I was about to 90s. say, yeah, realistic what? Slow down. Real as in like real Live people, action. not animation. Live action is the word you're looking for. What? Whatever, man. I don't care. I'm too excited about this show where this dude has a car that he presses a button and it like transforms into some silver vehicle thing or whatever, and it just suddenly goes like super fast. And I'm like, this is amazing! This car is so cool! I want a transforming car, and not a transformer car, a car that transforms into a faster car. It's like all those people. I appreciate that you um, specified that. It's all those people who go out there and take like a minivan and turn it into a sleeper, because that's like. My favorite thing in the world. I, I like doing that with computers, too. I like taking old computer chassis and, or well, I guess computer cases, and putting like brand new components into them and being like, ha, look at this computer. Oh, yeah, it's this old gateway or whatever from like a decade ago. Then you turn it on and it runs something like perfectly at 4K. I'm like, yes. I love that kind of thing. And so it's the same thing with like people doing doing that with like cars. Was it called Viper? Maybe. Are you looking it up right now in the middle of our podcast, Andrew? Yes, I'm trying to figure out what you're talking about. What did you ever see it? No. Well then you won't figure it it. out. But it sounds very similar to a show called Viper when I did a search. Because I searched for show with car that transforms. And after I'm pretty sure it was a Dodge Viper that transformed. There you go. Uh after I got past Turbo Teen, which is terrifying, I found Turbo Viper. Turbo Teen? Oh, yeah. You ready for this? I have to share this one. Turbo Teen is an American animated television series about a teenager with the ability to transform into a sports car. It aired on Saturday mornings on the ABC network for 13 episodes in 1984. Yeah, I think it was Viper. Okay. I mean, it's I no wanna... Turbo Teen, but it sounds I interesting. Can't, I can't see what the car looked like otherwise, but yeah, I think it might have been... Well, because I read the synopsis while you were talking, and it was talking about how this car was so amazing they had to get like a professional driver who was the only one who could handle it instead of a regular driver and stuff. 
<gasps> eBay find of the day? Viper Defender from 90s TV show? Oh, um, $133,000. So, here's the thing. Everybody, <laughs> We're gonna what need I some need donations. from you right now is to share this podcast with as many people as possible. And then, <laughs> when we have like 100,000 viewers, we set up a Patreon, and I'm going to get this Viper from eBay. And then he's going to take a video, and everyone can see his probably first and only ride in it. <laughs> and then immediately die. Uh, and then Andrew will just, you know, I don't know what. I'll carry on this podcast in your in your memory. Okay, but I have to approve of your new co-host. But we 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 got we got to talk about that on the back end. But you'll be dead. We got to have like a will so, situation. So, so do we need to have a situation like they have until death do us blart? Because I feel like that's where this is going. What? Till death do us blart as a podcast with the McElroys and other stuff, and it's great, but. The important thing is they all claim they have a pact where they've all pre-selected a person that when one of them dies, this other person will take over their spot so that there will always be a council of five people for this podcast. Yeah, well, that's what we got to do, man. Right. So we're going to have a a blart situation. I understand. That's it. You know, there's no way around it. And and I'm going to pick somebody who, like, is infinitely obsessed with survival games specifically. (laughs) <laughs> and it's like the only thing that they like. So Raft and Strange Tides or whatever it's called. Str- strange the Forest. Deep. Stranded uh, Deep. Stranded Deep, yeah. The Raft is also a game, though. So Yeah, I know. They're, the, yeah, that's a, it's a survival game that I'm thinking of. Yeah. I, know, forest, I was just saying, like, both of those are, yeah. Whitaker, uh, or whatever it's called. The Forest. Yeah. As narrated by Mr. Whitaker. I'm not sure who that is, but I'm sure you said also. Right. Here, here's the thing, though. Burnout Paradise. To get back on topic eventually. I had so much fun with this game. I got a bone to pick with EA for a second here. Why, when I'm in a takedown race, I can essentially act as if I'm a steamroller going around destroying everything in sight. But as soon as I get into a race race, if I so much as breathe in the direction of another car that isn't also racing with me, time slows down and it's like wrecked, you're destroyed. I, Andrew, I'm telling you, I'm driving along. I, I couldn't figure out how to activate a speedometer, so I have no idea how fast I was going. <laughs> I don't know if there was an option to like look at your speed or not. All I know is I didn't know how fast I was going. But it was fast. But what I do know is it was fast. And I maybe scratched the paint of this other car. And the whole game comes screeching to a halt as I somehow buckle into this vehicle that I'm basically like 10 feet away from. And then I fly off onto the side and I get in a wreck and it's like, oh, by the way, you're eighth place now. My favorite detail when you get those wreck cams is how when it does the super close up like that, you can see that not only does your car, but none of the cars actually have drivers, which makes the whole thing pretty comical. Which is hilarious, except for the fact that I'm in a serious race. Any other time when I'm playing this game, I could crash and it doesn't matter. 
I can hit as many people as I want. And the game's like, ah, eh, whatever. You just, you, this dude's just driving along. Let, let him continue his day. I'm in a race, and then it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You, Slow uh, your roll there. You uh, tap that guy's bumper. I mean, to be fair, trading paint with somebody if you're going like 100 miles an hour is probably going to end pretty badly for everybody. Now, I don't know the realistics of the situation here as far as cars are concerned, but I've watched NASCAR before. I've seen those people bump other cars and not immediately get into a giant wreck. So I got a bone, EA. <laughs> Wait, you mean... What is it with this crap? You mean the game that's pretty much entirely about wrecking is, like, to make you wreck? What? Then don't put me in a race. You it only not- have crashes. When, you, it, when it's time for race mode, because that was the other thing is it, it was one of I don't I, I it's definitely not the first racing game to be in an open world I don't think I don't know anyway. that it, it was the first one I'm saying it, it was definitely the first one I remember playing what no that's I'm just saying I don't think it was the first one but what I'm saying like it was one of the first car experiences I had playing in a game where there are other people on the road that you had to watch out for and yeah. there are definitely parts. Where it's like, dude, I definitely should not have got into like a full on ten car <laughs> pile up wreck right here. The and only- it, it just it seems like the metric for getting into a wreck is way higher in race mode than it is the other modes. I mean, obviously in takedown, the whole point is to take other people down, but in race mode, it's just kind of like you are. It, it almost seems like you're severely penalized for making a realistically small mistake when you take into account it's all what, the other times when you would have made say, something similar. It, it, it feels like they basically turn on, okay, actual car physics now rather than fun video game car physics. Maybe. All I know is those legendary cars, specifically Nighthawk and the DeLorean. Night, Night Rider. I'm, isn't it called Nighthawk in the I, game? I don't know, but the DeLorean isn't called the DeLorean either because they all the have experimental. obvious... experimental. It's like experimental something. Yeah. All I know is Knight Rider, whatever, man. I don't care what his name is. Nighthawk is what I'm calling it for the rest of this podcast. <laughs> okay. Nighthawk is so fast that I'm... It, it's one of those boosts because each car... There's different types of how you get your boost. Yeah, in there's, there's three different car categories. Uh, and yeah, they all affect how you get your boost and how the boost works. Yeah, I'm th- pretty sure there's four. There's speed, there's stunt, there's aggression, and one other one. So the, the, I don't, I, those are the only three I remember. I don't recall there being a fourth type. Speed, aggression, stunt. I know there was one more. Because there was one of them that had a times... Are you talking like the bikes? Do the bikes have their own category? I swear there were four categories. Anyway, because that's another thing that I had never experienced before was the fact that there are bikes in the game with the DLC, which was kind of cool. Now, here's the thing. I didn't do any of the bikes because I I actually owned a motorcycle and I actually I had a pretty severe concussion probably about five years, seven, six uh, it was, it was, years It was ago. severe enough that he can't remember when it happened. <laughs> Was severe enough that I, that I actually had a concussion. I thought I had brain swelling, but I didn't really want to get on a bike because I'm like I don't really want to experience getting into a high speed crash and flying off a bike. 
I, that that gets a little too real for me. Like even when GTA, when they had the option to do motorcycles, I was like, uh, I'd rather, I'd rather just stay on four wheels. Thank you. Yeah, that's fair. I don't, especially in games like GTA, I don't really like riding the bikes either because then you go flying and take actual health damage and stuff, and I'm like, oh, I'm not a fan. <laughs> well, yeah, because I don't know if you're aware of this, Andrew, but that's realistic. I'm aware. You go flying, take fall damage. Oh no, I'm 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 very aware of how physics work, Chris. <laughs> physics changes all the time, especially when you're talking about Burnout Paradise. <laughs> Depending on what type of race style you're in, your physics yeah. has changed drastically. So, speaking of, speaking of the race styles, yeah, that was one of the things that really appealed to me about the game the very first time, and still a blast. I wasn't sure what I expected. I mean, I figured I'd still have a good time. I don't know that I expected to have as much of a good time as I did because this game is just so fun. Burnout is so much fun. It, but like I said, there are things that really make me reminisce of the old style burnouts where you you go into a thing with a set objective. It is definitely kind of the thing about this one though is you can it just feels like an open world. I can just go anywhere and do anything anytime I want. Yeah, the only time, the only other games that I can recall that gave me a similar feeling, but are more realistic, are the Forza Horizon games, which I also quite enjoy, because I I love that open world driving style more than the follow the set track. There is one thing that I really wish Burnout Paradise had, that I was so disappointed when we chose it, that it didn't, was Forza Horizon specifically because of car customizations. I love car customizations. Being able to choose the paint, what it looks like, what the wheels look like, what lights do they have on them. That that was like the need for speed games was one of my favorite things of all time just because I could pick out a car and in some cases, especially in the modern cars when you could get like, a Mazda 6, which I had for a while, I could get my car and customize it. Yeah, Need for Speed, I remember a lot of the Need for Speeds I didn't super get into, but the one that I loved, again, going back to that relatively open world thing that was a big deal for me, I was really into Need for Speed Most Wanted. No, Most Wanted. For me, it was Most Wanted and Black Edition. Both of those two were so good. Most wanted because of the car stuff. Being able to drive a Lambo police car. Okay, I, my life is complete. Getting to play around as the cops was kind of fun, but also just, like, I kind of appreciate there was actually, like, a something of an attempt at a plot and, like, an actual progression to it and not just go do all these races. You know what I mean? Like, Well, that's, kind of, that's, that's also why I kind of like Forza Horizon because it's, the plot is simple, but it's simplistic in the fact that it's, like, here is a bunch of car people who just love cars that are going out for having this massive race with one another. Having like, this, this big cool. festival, yeah. That's really cool. And, I, like, I tried to play the regular Forza, and, like, it's okay, but it, it just does not have the same magic for me. No, the Horizons are so much, for me, they're, they are so much better. Because it's it's a car game that isn't taking itself too seriously. Yeah, and I'm glad... You know, that games like Base Forza or Gran Turismo exist for the people who 
super love cars and really want to do that. It's awesome that there are things for that. But I'm really glad that there are games like Burnout and Forza Horizon for people like me who just want to drive around fast. It is unfortunate that another Burnout game has not been made because Burnout was so good and it is so good. And I am very happy that they basically turned the servers back on for Remastered. When they came out with Remastered, they shut down all the old servers, which is why I was saying before the ultimate box you can't actually play anymore at least you can't you can buy it but you won't get any of the dlc like you can't even get big island or anything like that even though it technically comes with it all of that stuff is is locked away because it can't validate it so you basically just have a game where it's all you'll ever be able to do is have the base game which is unfortunate especially considering it's supposed to have everything. There's just no way for them to validate that you have it. Remastered, you just have everything, and obviously the servers are on. And, you know, that includes you can actually drive online, which I don't do because I don't really enjoy that. But <laughs> it's there, and it's an option. What do you mean? That you could, like, race against other people online if you wanted. Oh, I don't care about that. That's what I was saying. Like, I don't what do I that, do wish I, don't I care, had. But... I really so so I'm playing it on PC and Andrew's playing it on a console. What I do really wish is that I could basically so there was one road, I can't remember which one it was, but I had over four million points and I wanted to shoot that over to Andrew and be like, ha, you suck, look at this. I'm so much better. And there was really no option for that because again, PC and consoles apparently aren't allowed to intermingle. And it was just kind of upsetting because it's like, I would love to shove this into your face, but I didn't have the option to. It was 5,086,800 points. You could have just taken a picture, man. I did take a picture and I just told you what it was. Yeah, I'm just saying. I mean, like, you really should. If you my damage shove it in my face. was 423,900 with a times 12 multiplier. It was the best run I've ever done. I was so happy and then immediately disappointed that I couldn't be like, yo, (laughs) go to this road and check out my name because you suck. (laughs) I'm glad you couldn't do that because you absolutely would have tried to rub it in my face and that sucks Well, because you're a jerk. Well, it sucks because you're not as good as I am. It's not my fault that you can't bring it. You need to step your game up, Andrew. So, you had a whole week to get good at this game. So one of the things that you know we just talked about enjoying Forza Horizon and things like that, but Burnout is still my favorite, and I realized that as I went back and played it again because it just like the things like the crash contest and stuff. There are options that no other series ever did, and some of those are some of the most fun things. The you know trying to get the best crash, like Chris is just talking about, where you just try to get the high score or the ones where you just try to crash enough cars within the time limit, which is awesome. Or uh, Marked Man, which I always thought was an interesting one, where instead of it being a race, you're just trying not to get crashed by everybody else on the way. Yeah. And then, comparatively, the basic race or the stunt trick thing, they're just, everybody has those. They're just not nearly as exciting to me. I mean, I do them, they're fine, but... There's only so much you can do in a car... For stunt tricks, it's like, how many ramps can you go off? Right. It, it, that, that's the problem with the stunt ones. It's basically all just about like finding the right route and then not crashing. 
You know what I want in a game? I want I want somebody to make a game that is basically Tony Hawk pro skater, but a car. I was literally going to say that same thing. Like, just give me a a stunt version of yeah, some kind of like an SSX Actually, tricky, but with cars. Did you the, ever play? Um, go ahead. I was just going to say that they have like ridiculous hydraulics that basically you press something and your car does like a flip in the air or something insane. That sounds so fun and amazing, and I wish it existed. Did you ever play the Stuntman games? Uh, no. Because that's probably the closest to what you're talking about. It's not exactly the same because it's not completely freestyle, but you were literally like a stunt driver for movies, and so you would, like the directors would give you like a line of tricks and stuff, and it had things like push the button to do the hydraulic ramp, or your car will spin in midair and stuff, and it's probably the closest thing to what you're talking about in terms of, like, it's basically just made you all these action movie driving scenes. I'm talking about like having a half pipe the size of a car. Yeah, no, and I know the that's whole I'm... deal. Like that would be amazing. Just in, in how absolutely absurd it would be if there's another burnout game, EA. And I hope you're listening. <laughs> no, you're not. But if you were, but if somehow you get a snippet of this podcast, and there's one thing that you can take away from this is. Please make another burnout game. But within that burnout game, let me do some SSX style tricks with my car because that just sounds ridiculous fun and awesome. Basically just do burnout paradise, but give us a level that's literally just like pipe dreams from SSX. Yeah. Let me press weird buttons to do some hydraulic thing that like flips my car in 25 different directions completely unrealistic that's what i want that's what i need that's the game that i need it's it may not be the game that i deserve no it is don't don't sell yourself short we deserve this game <laughs> but it's the game that i need do not do not sell yourself short we deserve it <laughs> we just have to believe hard enough i can't tell you though <laughs> there's a if it wasn't for the fact that Forza Horizon 4 is apparently still $60, I would go out and buy it right now so I can do car customizations because that is, there's just something about being able to customize my own vehicle. Like I did the same thing in Saints Row. I had, every time I played one of the Saints Row games, you could go out and you could, it wasn't three, I think it was two. No, because you only played three and four. No, that's right. No, I, I was for some reason I was thinking four was the one or, or three was the one with the aliens. No, yeah, it was four. three. Three was amazing because you could basically just you could get any any car you want and then you could take it and you could customize it. So every single car that I got was all customized with the royal purple, the saints colors, specifically because I I actually really really purple is one of my favorite colors in general. And the fact that it was also a Saints color was perfect for me. But every single one of the car, basically I made it a point to get every car in the game that I could. I don't think it was like GTA where you could just have limitless cars. I'm almost positive it actually was. What? I'm pretty sure it actually was, yeah. Because, I mean, it just went so over the top with everything. Well, I think you only had certain, I think you could only have certain ones at a time depending on how many garages you had. Sort of the same thing that like GTA did, but it also might have just been a 
you just basically any car that you bring back you can keep forever i i it's been too long that i can't remember but. I, I think i think it was the second one because then you could just like use your cell phone and someone would would drop it off for you and i just remember every single car that i got i had to trick it out with the saints everything with the purple and it's that was my favorite thing to do there's just something about it there's just something about building something in the game that is personally mine and even though there wasn't a ton of options, it's just like the fact that I was able to just go in and choose exactly what I wanted. And and to a lesser degree, Burnout Paradise does that because there's different paint schemes that you can choose. But the one thing that I really liked about Saints Row is you could put like decals on your car. And then Forza took that a step higher because you could design your own and then upload them. Yes. And I'm like all about it. I absolutely loved it, especially because that's always something I always dreamed that I would be in a position in my life where I had enough money to like customize every car I had to my personal preference. Well, or just having that many cars. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm I'm not like a car guy because I I can do basic level maintenance for my car but I don't even do that anymore because I rarely have any time for it. And it's just so much faster to yeah. go to the dealership and be like, yo, change my oil, please. Yeah, I was gonna now say, I like, have an electric car, so that doesn't matter. That's basically it for me. I can change my oil and I can change a tire if I need to. And anything beyond that, I'm like, I don't know. So I, that is the one thing about my Volt that stinks is I can't actually do anything on it. Because whenever you work on the car, you have to hook it up to some, like, iPad-looking thing. And then they tell you, like, oh, yeah, this technically blah, blah, blah thing is wrong. Because it's an electric car, so everything is it's just one gigantic computer. I mean, to be fair, even regular cars, like, non-electric cars, I mean, do that a lot these days, too, where you just get, like, an error light, and then you have to go, and they get the error code that actually tells them what the problem is. That's pretty standard anymore. Well, yes, I'm just the electric car specifically designed. I'm not going to say it's specifically designed for people not to work on it, but to a lesser degree, like they'll know if you did something that you weren't yeah. supposed to. Whereas even on a standard car today, even like I could go have my uncle clear a code on the car and like do some random hotspots to get it to go away. And no one will really ever know unless they're specifically looking for it. In this electric car, it's like you do one thing like that you're not supposed to. And the next time they go to plug it in and they're like, hey, uh, what's this? Listen, man, <laughs> I hit a bump and the duct tape just flew up there. <laughs> I don't know how it got there. It's like weird. I know. It's magic. so weird. It's magic. But but yeah, I mean, I guess I've always, it was always kind of like, when I was lesser degree now, because I I don't really care that much about material things. Like I, I want things that are practical and having a really fast car or a car that basically just sits around and do nothing. Like I had a Camaro for a while and it was a decently nice one which then it had the side effect of I never drove it. And yeah. that's like, uh, that's so impractical to have a car sitting there that I'm making payments on. Just that arguably pretty. I could put it, be putting that money into better stuff. So I have to get rid of it. 
because it just it doesn't make sense to have the car anymore and it doesn't and and so it was just to a lesser degree now but when i was a kid that was always my dream to like customize like my own personal car i mean while we're wish casting about games that we really want i'm going to go ahead and say for you know volition and deep silver give me another saints row please i think they are aren't they I think I heard they were doing that. Yes, which means my yeah, wish is already sure coming. Making another Saints Row, which means I w- my wish is already coming true. I win. Okay, well, I'm wishing for a game that they haven't already announced. Andrew, what? Why don't you wish for a game that like hasn't been announced yet? I mean, okay, like um, a Pokemon style Breath of the Wild game, which I still say would be absolutely amazing. Basically, just replace all the Moblins. And all the people with things with Pokemon and make Link a Pokemon trainer. And that's like the Pokemon game of my dreams. Well, also like a sequel to Pokemon Snap. Andrew, like I've already come to terms with the fact that that game is never going to exist because nobody in the gaming industry cares about photography unless it's, oh, let's just put a mode in there for us to take selfies. I want a Pokemon... I'm not going to get into it. Because (laughs) Pokemon Snap 2 is like the... Other than Skies of Arcadia 2, it is the only game that I would be like, I need to buy 10,000 copies so they'll actually make a 3. I will single-handedly fund development. I, I will do anything. If I ever have millions of dollars for some... I hit the lottery, maybe. If I ever hit the lottery, or you know, a I am going or- to Game Freak or whoever and be like, Pokemon Snap 2. I don't care if you release it to the general public. In fact, I don't want you to. Because if I'm paying for it, I want you to just me. So that way I can go out there and be like, hey, all you people who love Pokemon Snap. I bet you'd love a second one. Well, guess what? It exists and only I can play it. Because isn't uh, that isn't that like that one millionaire or whatever who bought the The Wu Tang album? The yeah. Wu Tang album and then was like and Wu Tang was basically like, Yeah, we kinda mean for you to like share this and he was like, nah, no. And then they tried to get their album back because they're like, Wow, turns out the only guy who could afford it was a not a super version. good dude. So it's like, you know, if I ever win the lottery, it'll be the, we'll have it'll to be delete the all of these album. podcasts so then they don't be like, well, we got to yeah. take the Pokemon Snap game back from him. <laughs> um, but yeah, I will personally fund Pokemon Snap 2 and Skies of Arcadia 2. Or just give me a remaster of either of them that I don't have to go dig my old console out to get. Yes, I would love like a virtual console switch version of either of those games. And like with the switch, it's a perfect time to do the camera thing. Like, come on. And you could have it be an AR game. Please Nintendo. In my, in the burnout paradise, EA game podcast episode, we're just going to Nintendo. Please give me a Pokemon snap too. You have you put all these weird Pokemon games out there like, hey, you Pikachu, that like nobody buys. And there's so many people clamoring for a Pokemon Snap 2, but you won't 
do it. And I don't know why. Do you have something against photographers, Nintendo? Do you have something against me? Because I'm a photographer. <laughs> I like taking pictures of Pokemon. It seems like there's, there's actually a market for it because look at Pokemon Go. Of all the people who are finding Pokemon and taking them, taking pictures of them in random locations. I mean, it's a little weird that Pokemons were like showing up in the strip club and people's weddings and stuff like that. But whatever. That's, you know, people, you do you. If you want to catch Pokemon in an unstandard location, that's your business as an adult. Look, man, Pikachu has has interests and needs like anybody else. But here's the thing, Nintendo. You can make Pokemon Snap too, and it will do well. To be you fair, just they can basically refuse, make anything Pokemon and, and it's going to do well. I don't know why. They, they, Pokemon, anything, and it will do well. So just please, please, I'm begging you. Make a snap too, and a burnout, another burnout game, but not you, Nintendo. Like, I mean, if Nintendo wants to make a burnout game, they're welcome to, I suppose. Yeah, but they don't have the secret sauce. So- well, Nintendo, if you make a, a burnout style game that I can do SSX tricky level stuff with my cars, I'll do anything. I'm already all in on the Switch. <laughs> I have one, and my wife has one. We're all in. We like the Switch. The Switch I love is the great. Switch. Finally. Pokemon game was released for the Switch, and yeah, I immediately bought both copies of it, one for me and one for my wife, and we played the crap out of Pokemon, and we've been enjoying it, and then I found the best way possible to get tons and tons of money, so that way I could buy anything that I could ever possibly want in the game, and I went to a ridiculous degree to go out and catch Shinies and all this other stuff, because I absolutely love Pokemon. Give me a Pokemon Snap too, please! (laughs) That's all I care about, and allow me to customize my Pikachu to whatever colors I desire so I can have a purple Pikachu with the Saints logo on it. <laughs> Just Man, like all this is going, of my cars. This has gone, like, not only full circle, we've gone, like, 1080 degrees at this point going around in circles. Speaking of which, 1080 was an awesome snowboarding game for the Nintendo 64 where the ultimate person you could unlock was basically just a gold guy. And I remember <laughs> going through in 1080 and it'd be like 360, 700, 1080. I love and then that of course, game. And then, of course, you play SSX and it's like 1080 is like a level one trick. Yeah, but we're talking about a PlayStation 2 game versus a Nintendo 64. No, I know. It's just, it's just that's how over the top SSX was. We got a fast forward like, you know, two or three years. I love Burnout Paradise and Pokemon <laughs> Snap and Skies of, of Arcade. There's a lot of really good games that we're very nostalgic about. And I, one of the things that if makes me so If it wasn't for the fact that we'd have to give away a copy of Skies of Arcadia, which is worth like $100 or $200, I would totally play that for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> if they would just release it for... I, I, I just don't understand. Sega came out with this giant games pass that has all like 30 games or whatever in it. And there's so much interest in Skies of Arcadia and they're like, "No, no, we're not going to we're not going to remaster that." Why not? Are you too busy making the Sonic movie? If you took all of your resources to make Sonic not look like a a, a creepy monster, then okay, <laughs> I guess I get it. But this podcast is basically just turned into this episode, all of our grievances 
against all these games by and every every once in a while talking about how much we liked burnout. So, I mean, really one of the things that has been a, a, a trend that's kind of cool is a bunch of things are getting remasters. Although it's really unfortunate that that's even necessary because I really hate that. Like when a new console generation comes out, basically everything on the old generation is just gone for all intents and purposes. Well, and then it is nice that they're doing remasters, but it's just, on some level, it's kind of like, really, EA? Yeah. Basi- instead of making another Burnout game, you're just like, ah, just re-release the same thing over and over. It was really good, so they'll they'll pay for it. Also, and we it's only will. $20 now. Also, if you get it on Origin, you can pay an extra $10 and do 30 bucks, and then just get every game in their Game Pass, which is like 230 games or something. And I'm like, okay, well, that's a super good deal. Yeah, if you have like any interest in EA games at all, it's pretty hard to beat that. Oh, yeah. And any of the Counter-Strikes? I mean, duh, no-brainer. Counter-Strike? That was Valve. Command & Conquer. Okay. Very different series. (laughs) Command & Conquer is amazing, though. There you go. That's my next wish. Let's give it. Let's get a uh, a new Command and Conquer because they're doing again. They're doing a remaster of Command and Conquer and Red Alert. Uh, let's get some new ones. But that's the thing. Why do they need to do that when they could just re-release the same game? I mean, EA is already kind of they kind of. I, I will say though that Force game. Who so Fall, Jedi Fallen Order or whatever? It's so good. And speaking of Force games. I remember you really liked Force Unleashed 1 and 2. <sighs> the Force Unleashed games. Talk about over-the-top stuff, right? Were like my dream. I wanted to just completely... Growing up, after watching Star Wars and looking at lightsabers and everything like that, I wanted to just lay waste to everything in sight with Force powers and lightsabers. And Force Unleashed was just this raw force energy of, hey, buddy, you know all those cool things you wish they did in the movies with the Force, where you're just like ripping things out of the sky and just absolutely devastating every random thing in sight. Force Unleashed is the game for you. And it was so... (laughs) Good. I loved those games. What if a Jedi was basically a Super Saiyan? That's the plot of Force Unleashed. I mean, it, it's like, if the Force was real, I would have to assume that they're doing stuff like Chronicle, the movie. Chronicle, the movie, is basically Force Unleashed, but also with lightsabers and lightning. <laughs> it's like, just watch this just go around in this game and just devastate everything with force powers yes that if i had the force i would 100% be dark side the <laughs> jedis would be like yo this guy may make good decisions every once in a while but he literally uses the force to destroy everything in his path just because he saved the orphanage does not make him a good guy. Like he's bait. I guess we can't call him a this. This guy is a gray area. He's going around like Gerald of Rivia 
and laying waste to everything <laughs> in his path. But along the way, he's like, okay, well, I'll give you a discount because I like your story. And you're old, so here, you can have all of your money because you don't need it. A poor person over there probably needs it, but, like, it's yours because I'm <laughs> Daryl, and that's the good option right now. There is no Robin Hood option in this game, but I digress. Yeah. If what, I we, we, was we in the Star Wars universe... Episode. I'd be the gray area dude who just goes around and destroys everything that I don't like with force powers like Force Unleashed. If someone cut me off on the highway, you going in the ditch. That is a guarantee. <laughs> I will make sure that you are fine because I don't want someone to get seriously hurt. But you got to know that you screwed up. It's ditch time. If... <laughs> If you had Force Unleashed level Force powers, you wouldn't even be driving to work. You would literally just, like, jump to work. Yeah, but if someone cut me off in the skies like a plane, it's, <laughs> it's ditch time. <laughs> Good you... luck getting this plane out of the field. <laughs> you ain't gonna do it. I'm gonna set you down gently, and everyone's day is gonna be ruined. But listen. Shouldn't have cut me off in the skies. <laughs> That's how we're doing it. That's why I can never be given any sort of power because it will immediately. I'm I'm like the I'm like that person that you see in TV. They get a little power and then they go power nuts. It immediately and goes to like, their head. You've gone insane with power. That's me to a T. <laughs> I've gone nuts with power. <laughs> Next episode, I'm telling you right now, Andrew, we're going to in-depth into RimWorld for our next game. In-depth. we got to play it for at least two months. Nothing but RimWorld. All right, let's I've do it. Because I've gone nuts with power. Let's do it. It's your choice, man. I'm down. No, not doing that. I can't <laughs> even... I like RimWorld, and I can't even think about enough topics to talk about. <laughs> it was nuts. I one time had a a, a lady in Rimworld because they they have these like crazy. Well, I guess it's not crazy, but basically they they have a lot of realistic esque emotions in the game. And one time, I, someone had died, and it was their their wife, and or, or no, a a a, a wife's <laughs> husband was killed in a raider attack. And as soon as everything was good to go, she decides to go out hunting. Now, mind you, she doesn't have a gun because she was like, that's not your job. You're not the hunter. But she decides to go hunting bears and jaguars and gets herself killed because she was racked with grief. And I'm like, okay, RimWorld, that's cool, but could you not? Maybe just murder my people because they're upset. I mean, it's just Dwarf Fortress in space, so if it'll happen in Dwarf Fortress, it'll happen in RimWorld, as I understand it. I understand that, Andrew. All I'm saying is, Burnout Paradise is such a great game, and I wish they'd make another one. I agree. If there's one thing we can all agree on, everybody, is that we should get a new Burnout Paradise. Did you go to Big Island? Uh, yeah. Big Island? Is big nuts because that <laughs> big nuts. <laughs> okay. 
I'm really tired, and I did not mean. <laughs> I, I did not. <laughs> big Island has big nuts. <laughs> because when you go there. <laughs> oh, boy. That's, that's not nearly as funny as I think it is right now. And when no, I go, I'm mostly laughing because you are and, laughing so hard. And I edit this later, I'm going to be like... <sighs> no, it's me that's going to be editing it, so I'll just be the mad one. <laughs> so, we take our big nuts out to the big island. <laughs> and I have to take big nuts with me. Because it's like... Big Island was one of the DLCs they did uh, for yeah. it. A it lot of their the main... DLCs was basically just adding new cars and stuff like that. Yeah, it was like I the mean... only one that really added new driving area. And everything in there is so much harder. I mean, yeah, I get that it's, it's supposed to for... be like the game after the game. Right, it's for people who have finished the main game. But I had to take the legendary cars over there because I was like, well, first of all, I only got a week. And I don't, I can't play it every single night. So I'm going to get as far as I can. What, what, what driver's license did you get? Uh, I I was in like the middle of the C license, I think. Oh, well, you suck. Cause I got to a, no deal. You played a lot. Yeah, I did play a lot. I like burnout, man. Burnout is good. I'm not disputing that, but yeah, you played more than I did. I can't argue with that. Yeah. You played very, very little. Um, not really. That's still like 40-some races, I'm pretty sure, to get to the B license, and I was pretty close. When a race takes like maybe a minute and a half, let's just do, let's just take 40 times. You basically played <laughs> for two hours, and that's, that's just- it. Andrew, I'm disappointed in you, man. If Pokemon Snap 2 comes out and we drop everything to play it, because I'm telling you right now, if that game ever comes out, Andrew, I don't care if we're in the middle of the greatest run of all time. If Cyberpunk 2077 comes out and we decide to play that immediately, we're going through and everyone's having a great time. They're like, see, they Project Red, you're awesome. You did The Witcher, you Cyberpunk, you're great. Everybody loves you. Chris, Andrew, you guys are doing well with your podcast. Whatever. Nintendo releases Pokemon Snap. As like a super secret side project. And they're like, oh, by the way, here it is. We are dropping everything and playing it. Because I am going to drop everything and play it. You don't have a choice. Because <laughs> pathologic. I'm going to hold on to that. Till Pokemon Snap 2. And I talk with my hands. And right now, I'm pointing at the mic. And you can't see me because we're not in the same location. But I'm pointing at the mic as if I am talking to you, and I got a stern look on my face, and I'm telling you, Pokemon Snap 2. Okay. I will agree that if Pokemon Snap 2 ever comes out, we will do that. I'm basically delirious at this point, so I could say <laughs> anything. Anything at all. You're not going to remember any of this. I probably, honestly, I won't until I go back and listen to this and be like, what on earth was I thinking? This is going to be an interesting episode for all the stuff you've said. Well, this is just... Honestly, with Burnout, it's a racing game. When I chose Burnout, I basically just wanted a break. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) I mean, it's so much fun, though. 
It is. And it, it, it's a ton of fun. And I, and I really enjoy playing it. And I can't, for anyone who, for the two people that will, will end up winning Burnout, you are going to have a heck of a time because that game is so much fun. Especially since you have immediately like all of the best cars immediately go to the DeLorean. It, don't do it immediately because you got to play the game a little bit first. Specifically because the DeLorean is so friggin' fast. If you start off with the DeLorean, you're starting off in expert mode. And you're going to crash into everything. In those time trials that they have, there are some roads that are only like maybe five seconds long. But there's so much lead up to them that I was driving. I had to be going, I don't know, because I couldn't figure out how to activate the speed limit. But I'm thinking 100 miles an hour or something <laughs> into this tiny stretch of road that's only meant to I got through the road in like a minute and 30 seconds and immediately slammed so hard into that thing that the game had to take like a break <laughs> it, it's you you see my car hit it and it goes into slowdown mode and then it had to like sit there for like 10 minutes figuring out um how on earth are we going to display this? And suddenly it looks like fast forwarded and my car is just like crumple. And then it's like, oh, by the way, you're wrecked. <laughs> no, really? I would never have guessed. And it's it was so funny because it, it just sat there as the game tried to figure out, like, I, I honestly don't even know how to display <laughs> what has just happened. Even with my powerful computer brain, I can't handle this. This is a horrendous amount of... Now that's a lot of damage. <laughs> that's like he's traded paint with somebody. I don't understand. Yeah, that flex seal. That'll get you. <laughs> get you every time. You gotta throw some flex seal on there to seal up your car. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you have been very slap happy. I know. I just love burnout, man. It is it's it's so much fun. A, it's, it's almost impossible not to be in a good mood when we talk about it. It really is. It, it, it's, it's, so just, it's just a good time because it's whether you like racing games or not, it's just a good time because if you have a bad time while playing Burnout, I, I don't know what to tell you. Because, something's gone very wrong if, if you can't have fun playing Burnout. Because there's a little something for everybody. Yeah. There's just a little, there's a little something for everybody. If you like time trials or anything like that, if you don't even like being in a car, Fine. Go into showtime mode and just get into a destructive, like, 20,000 car pileup. Which is honestly where I spent most of my time because I loved doing that. Did you ever get 5 million, 86,000 no, you know points? I did not. I will go ahead and get out in front of this. No, I did not get over 5 million points. 5 million, 86,800 points? No, I did not. Well, I did. I know. You've established that, Chris. <laughs> Thank you for reminding all of us of your uh, prowess at crashing your car. Well, it, it, I really, it was just luck because of all the buses you get. Every time you'd see a bus, it's like, yes! You just immediately beeline for it because I they let you like, steer your... I get to, like, destroy this bus, and I'm going to offset a whole bunch of people's days. I... <laughs> that, I get to that be a terrible new person. Movie, with Ryan Reynolds, like the guy or new guy or something all about like just a random, just one of the random NPCs in a video game. 
it looks so interesting to me because it's like, now we're going to take a little step back in history here and we're going to talk about reboot for a second. <laughs> oh my God, this episode is everywhere. Reboot, the whole premise was you're inside <laughs> of someone's computer. The NPCs are random computer people and guardians come in and basically basically they come in and they you you're trying they are trying to save the computer because every single time you you win like the people inside of your computer die which it's kind of like okay so as a kid as i'm wow. thinking about playing computer games Every time I beat something, and every time I beat the computer in solitaire, like someone's gonna die, I don't this really got feel real dark, real fast. I don't really feel burnout. cool about that. But Andrea, yo, brush. <laughs> I loved reboot. It was my one of my favorite shows. I absolutely loved reboot, especially when Enzo came back and he was like this mega huge like lifter dude bro who's <laughs> like basically it looks like he's come out of the matrix and then he starts calling himself matrix i love i have reboot. no idea what's happening at this point <laughs> you never saw reboot no I've, I've seen reboot but like i don't know what you're what you're talking about in the context of reboot what do you mean you don't know <sighs> okay andrew do you know enzo was the little kid yes you know andrea was was his, his kind of his girlfriend. Yes. But both of them die in a video game, but because she was like NPC or some special code or something, I don't know, whatever, she basically saved him and she went with the game whatever, and then they basically lived in the internet for like two decades or something insane. There was a time skip in Reboot where Enzo and Andrea come back, and both of them are adults, and Enzo is like this mega huge dude bro guy who now calls himself Matrix and is missing an eye and is going around absolutely like laying waste to everybody. And then you have Andrea, who's like basically um, Mermaid Queen with a trident going absolutely crazy on everybody, and they're like a mega cool power couple. And, dude. Okay. Thank you for uh, adding all of this. I appreciate the extra insight to something that's not even a video game now. It is. It's about, it's about video games. It's video Andrew. game related. You're right. I'm not saying that. Andrew, they're try every time you crashed a car in Burnout Paradise, you murdered a bite on your computer. That you doesn't even make sense because there's no one in the car. There's no one in the cars. The cars are the NPC, Andrew. You murdered bites on your computer. You terrible person, you. I always got last place to ensure <laughs> that Enzo and Andrea were not getting killed. Okay. <laughs> I have a crazy look in my eye right now. I can only assume that I would be terrified if I was in the same room as you. <laughs> I can only assume that to be the case. <laughs> this is just turned into me babbling on about nonsense. Well, tune in for our next podcast, wherein Chris talks about his when he used to watch wrestling all the time. I don't know. Hey, I went to I went to a wrestling event once. 
it was actually a lot of fun. Honestly, I think wrestling's cool when they embrace the fact that it's scripted and like do really nonsensical things and don't try to pretend they're serious. But anyway, I liked making my own wrestlers in those wrestler games. And yes, I used to really to like those with the most insane looking person. So Monster Factory, way before Monster Factory was a thing. It, basically, yeah, because everybody knows is like this is this is the best. Mm-hmm. I'm not disputing that because that was a lot of fun. But anyway, <laughs> before this episode gets derailed any further, any closing thoughts on this game, Chris? Well, I wish for one that they do. I think they're doing a reboot remake. I think. I heard that, but it sounded very, very different and sounded like it was not going to be very good. Well, that sucks. Now that you've ruined my day, everything sucks. Andrew sucks. Burnout Paradise is good. Uh, (laughs) I want another one. When they come out with another one, we'll do another one shot. If it has a story, it'll be a full. As I mean, what are you going to do for a story in a game where you just go around crashing people? What the? Oh, it could have been like a stuntman type thing where you're doing like, you get a ton of money for this 3,000 car pileup. Burnout's uh, good stuff. <laughs> Reboot um, apparently already has a thing. It's a Netflix exclusive, and it has like three stars out of ten. What? Yeah. Netflix, you've ruined my childhood. That's another thing I got a bone to pick with people. Everyone who keeps saying, you ruined my childhood. How? You, you, just because... You, you know, right. Somehow your childhood is ruined because somebody made a change to something and you just don't like it in the future. All right. Uh-huh. I hate that argument. Ruin my childhood. Okay. Well, you ruin something that I, people ruin stuff that I like all the time. I do not care. It didn't ruin my childhood. <laughs> my childhood was great because I had Burnout Paradise in it. If they came out with Burnout Paradise 3 and it was absolute hot garbage, I'd be like, well, the kids of today, their childhood is, is ruined. Not mine. <laughs> My childhood was fine. I had the good burnout paradise. They're the hey, ones Pokemon with the crappy reboot Pokemon, yeah. and the crappy burnout. That's not on me. That's on that's on them. Kids today just have it rough, man. I know. They don't even have reboot. Well, wait, well, they do, but it's garbage. But it's a, cra- it's a crappy one. They yeah. have hot garbage reboot. It, 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 admittedly, I have reboot on my computer and ironically the most appropriate place to put reboot i really don't think it holds up (laughs) i mean yeah that early 3d graphics as much as i would like well well, not even just that it's a kid's show it was a kid's show for kids as yeah but you can have a really good kid's show for adults i did figure out why it was canceled though but i'm just gonna go ahead and leave that to myself at least i have to assume that they got a lot of complaints on the final episode. Okay. Um, and I guess with that cliffhanger, that's going to do it for this episode of Video Games Cover to Cover, the one that was a complete disaster. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't understand what was so bad about this episode. We, 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 had a, we had an opportunity to sit down and converse about video games and pop culture that we love. This, this is kind of like a break episode. A precursor, if you were, to a potential second podcast where we just do whatever the heck we want. And if yeah. this does well, hey, Andrew, we got something. We got to play Burnout Paradise more often. There you go. We'll find out. But as always, you can find us on Twitter 
or an email or through our Discord server, which we will provide links to in the episode description. Please make Pokemon Snap too!